1: May contain mature subject matter and is intended for adult listeners only. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> Welcome to Common Debauchery, everybody. I am the nightmare. I am joined once again by Rotten Jack. You just heard our fancy new opening.
0: I love it. I think it should just be our new
1: opening, period. Uh, it it may be. It may stick around for a while. Um,
0: I don't care if spooky season ends. Like that's just that's our, that's our opening now it it might have to be. So It's too good not
1: to. It is it is pretty good. I'm pretty proud of that one. So uh it is spooky season. We are still here. We're still doing the stuff and
0: uh what are we talking about today
1: there, Rotten Jack? Salem,
0: Massachusetts and the Salem Witch Trials. Uh, the
1: Salem Witch Trials of 1692. A very dark time in American history. It was weird. It was a weird time, man. Uh, More than than 200 people were accused of practicing witchcraft, and 20 of them at least were killed during the mass hysteria. Um, Obviously, we've heard of the use of mass hysteria, scapegoating, um, like in Salem. Those Salem witch trials are 100% of the time what comes up in that instance.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Uh, So we are looking through this. We got some fun facts. We got some cool trivia. Um so the Salem witch trials were a series of witchcraft cases that were brought by local magistrates because that's a fun word. Yeah. Uh in a settlement called Salem, which is part of the part of the Massachusetts Bay colony in the seventeenth century. Uh modern day Salem is in Danvers, Massachusetts. So present day you would go to Danvers to visit Salem.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's um, just like a little little like hamlet area, kinda like Around here, where we have uh, like Town Line, like Chicawaga and, and like, but Sloan, like right? Like, Sloan is part of, or like, even like Town Line. Yeah, Town Line's a good one. It's just like a, um, a designated area within a greater town.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, the context and origins of the, of the witch trials uh, belief in the supernatural, and specifically the devil's practice of giving certain humans, which were considered witches, the power to harm others in return for their loyalty. Uh, ran rampant through Europe in the 14th century. Uh, it was widespread in colonial New England, which is, you know, New England. Yes. That's just when it was under, it was colonial New England when it was under British rule because those guys were assholes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, in addition, to the harsh realities of life in rural and in the rural Puritan community of Salem Village, which is in present-day Danvers like we t- uh, talked about, uh, included the after effects of the British war with France on the American colony or in the American colonies in 1689, a recent smallpox epide- or epidemic, fears of attacks from neighboring Native American tribes and a longstanding rivalry with more affluent community of Salem town, which is present day Salem.
0: Yeah, the whole like geography of the situation is weird because there's like Salem that's part of Danvers, but then there's actually like a Salem town. It's. It's weird. Right.
1: It, it, it's it's hard to describe. You'd have to probably look at a map and, and right, really, yeah, really dive really into that. really make sense of it,
0: yeah.
1: Um, amid these simmering tensions, the Salem Witch Trials would be fueled by residents' suspicion and resentment toward their neighbors, as well as their fear of outsiders. Um, so, in January of 1692, 9-year-old Elizabeth Betty Parris and 11-year-old Abigail Williams, the daughter and niece of Samuel Parris... Minister of Salem Village began having fits, including violent contortions and uncontrollable outbursts of screaming. A local doctor, William Griggs, diagnosed bewitchment. Other young girls in the community began to exhibit similar symptoms, including Ann Putnam, uh, Anne Putnam Junior. Okay. A fe- Can we talk about a female junior?
0: Uh, yeah, I I didn't know that was a thing. Uh,
1: I didn't either. Um, I, interesting. mean, I mean, interestingly, like so, if like if I had. Like if me if if me and Alley Cat had a daughter and it was, we named her Alley Cat also, would she be Alley Cat Junior?
0: Right, because like it's just she's just named after her mother. I'm pulling up, I pulled up her page. Right. Just named after her mother. So I mean I guess it makes sense that so they have would to be, be called junior. like a junior, but like it's not common for no. women. Well, at least in this day and age. I mean things were a lot different back then. But
1: we should bring it back. Yes, we're bringing it back. <laughs> I'll let everybody know. It's fine. Uh so Ann Putnam Jr., Mercy Lewis, Elizabeth H- Elizabeth Hubbard, Mary Walcott, and Mary Warren. In late February, arrest warrants were issued for the Paris Caribbean slave Tituba, along with two other women in the homeless uh the homeless beggar Sarah Good and the poor elderly Sarah Osborne, whom the girls accused of bewitching them.
0: This was just an entire like time and uh place of uh these little girls probably got caught doing some shit they weren't supposed to do and just pointed the finger and blamed someone else and kicked all this shit off.
1: Yes. So the trials started in February of 1692 and uh, they ended in May of 1693 when the remaining victims were released from jail. So the, the exact cause of these trials is unknown. Uh... So the the, the ideas of, like, the suggestions of why were conversion disorder, epilepsy, ergot poisoning, encephalitis, Lyme disease, unusually cold weather, factionalism, socioeconomic hardships, family rivalries, and fraud. So we kind of heard about some of the family rivalries and fraud, but, like, I mean... Imagine seeing somebody have an epileptic seizure for the first time and being like,
0: yeah, it's a witch.
1: Yeah. Or like, or that kid comes out, like what happened? And you know, like this isn't normal. This is weird. Like, uh, that strange woman nobody likes bewitched me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they didn't know what the hell like seizures or epilepsy or anything was back then. Um, so yeah, to them, it was magical. It was, I don't know. Yeah. And so, uh,
1: in in 17th century massachusetts when this took place people feared the devil was constantly trying to find ways to infiltrate and destroy christians and their communities and salem was a devout and strongly religious community and they lived in near isolation because i mean they were in the new world
0: yeah they they were pretty much surrounded by woods and native americans that was that was
1: about it so and it didn't really take much to convince them that evil was amongst them
0: no and i i'm honestly surprised that these these turned out the way that they did with the Salem witch trials uh, with like all the stuff being blamed on witches and not like the indigenous people of the area from the time you know like they like went and like turned on each other instead of what I would assume probably easier to do would be to just turn on the local indigenous population right it's just it's weird
1: So uh, obviously we talked about some other things. There was a lot of stress in the area at the time. Uh, Apparently they lost their uh, their royal charter, which was the legal document granting them the permission to colonize. Like it was legal document granting colonists permission to colonize the area. Yeah. So and it was revoked because the colonists had violated several of the charter's rules, including basing laws on religious beliefs and discriminating against and anglicans
0: Angelicans.
1: there's not enough letters in there for that to be anglicans a n g l i c a n j s a n s anglicans <laughs> there's not an e between the two unless this is a typo it which is possible be. sometimes people mistype things um so there was a lot of anti-religious um so oh sorry a newer Anti, more anti-religious charter replaced the original one in ni- 1691, and it combined Massachusetts Bay, Plymouth, and several other colonies into one big colony. Which caused the Puritans, who had left England due to religious persecution, feared their religion was under attack again, and started. I th- thought they were losing control, nuts. and they lost their minds.
0: I mean, you got to think all throughout history, there's religious nut jobs everywhere. And like it was especially big back then because religion was like people's lives. That that's all they did. They like ate, sleep, ate, slept, and went to church. That's that's all these people did back then. They didn't have anything else. Uh, so when you like threaten or they assume and feel threatened, like they just go off the fucking rails,
1: right? So now here is this here is this in, like mentally unstable community. Not just one or two, whole community of people who were just kind of yeah. off off the rocker.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And they start seeing girls who are all exhibiting the same, the same symptoms, which included fits, hiding under furniture, contorting in pain, and experiencing a fever.
0: Right. All things that we look back on now, we're like, oh, clearly that's a seizure. Clearly right. that could be indicative of this type of like point, maybe there was like lead poisoning or something that was affecting these girls or right. You know, uh, like eating, eating rye
1: infected with a fungus, right. uh, th- you know, yeah, we look result of it. child abuse, mental yeah. illness, like yeah. things, things that we deal with and see daily. And, you know, they didn't have explanations for. And, and really like, let's, let's, let's boil that down. Well, that's what religion does. Uh, that's what religion used to do. It used to explain the unexplainable when we didn't know that. Sorry, flat earthers out there that the world was round and spun on an axis. And we, but we knew that the big, yellow thing that made it warm in the day went from that side over the top of the sky to the other side. What did people do? They gave religious explanations. Apollo would get in his magical chariot and drive the sun across the sky and then right. take it back and then do it again tomorrow. Like Because they didn't understand the world and the way it spun and the stuff that we know now.
0: No. So absolutely. what
1: did they do? Oh, here's a kid freaking out having a fit. Uh, they were bewitched. And how many of these kids were told like, hey, when you get asked, this is what you say.
0: Oh, I'm sure there was a lot of that. I'm sure there was a lot of that. Especially, like, if, like, you know, they were, it, it seems like these colonists were all starting to turn on each other before any of this even started. So, now you got, like, the weird old lady down the street that, like, smells or something like that. Right. Or, like, showed up, oh, God forbid, she! how dare she show up five minutes late to church on Sunday, right? Right. So, now, like, people have, Ridiculous reasons not to like someone, because everyone's just turning on each other. So now your kid starts having these issues. Uh you know, as a parent, you could be like, "Huh, now's now's the time. Now we can get rid of that. Right? We can get rid of her easily." So,
1: so amidst all of these girls having these symptoms, uh, the one's father, Samuel Paris, called for a doctor, believed to be Doctor William Griggs, to mm-hmm. examine the girls and the doctor was unable to find anything physically wrong with them so he su- he suggested that they may be bewitched uh shortly after two of the girls named the woman they believed to to be bewitching them uh named the women they believed so and they were Sarah Good Sarah Osborne and a slave named Tibichua, T- Tituba who worked for Reverend Samuel Paris um so these three were brought in front of the magistrates, Jonathan Corwin and John Hathorne, and they were questioned, Uh, even as their accusers appeared in the courtroom in a grand display of spasms, contortions, screaming, and writhing. Good and Osborne denied their guilt. Tituba confessed. Likely seeking to save herself from certain conviction by acting as an informer, she claimed there were other witches acting alongside her in service of the devil against the Puritans, uh, as hysteria spread the to the community and beyond, beyond, uh, a number of others were accused, including Martha Corey, Rebecca Nurse, both regarded as upstanding members of the church community, and the four-year-old daughter of Sarah Good.
0: Yeah, like this wasn't even limited to them accusing adults. They were like accusing children yeah. of being witches and shit like yeah. that. Like,
1: and it, it it was literally like it was a time that anybody who didn't like someone just went, them yeah they're a witch yep like
0: oh god oh he sneezed next to me like they're a witch and it it wasn't even limited to women i think there was a total of five four or five men uh during the salem witch trials that were actually accused of witchcraft um so i mean it was disproportionately women being accused but there there were a few men which a lot of people don't um a lot of people don't realize that that there was actually men accused as well. Right.
1: Uh, so, like Tituba, I, I'm probably not even saying that right, uh, several other accused witches confessed and named others. Uh, the trials began to soon overwhelm the local justice system, and in May of, six, of May of 1692, the new governor of Massachusetts, William Phipps, ordered in the establishment of a special court of Oyer, which means to hear, and... Terminer to decide on witchcraft cases of for Suffolk, Essex, and Middlesex counties. So it was a special court of Oyer and Terminer, so to hear and to decide whether or not you were a witch. Uh, it was presided over by judges including Hathorne, Sam Sewall, William Stoughton. Uh, court handed down its first conviction against Bridget Bishop on June 2nd of that year. She was hanged eight days later on what would become known as on on what will become known as Gallows Hill in Salem town five more people were hanged that july 5 in august 8 in september in addition seven other accused witches died in jail while elderly Giles Corey Martha's husband was pressed to death by stones after he refused to enter a plea at his arraignment
0: yeah that one that one's messed up yeah uh they literally just kept adding just like slabs of rock on top of him until, uh, basically the way it was is that they added enough weight that uh, they every, they... every time he uh, every time he exhaled, uh, this, they would add more weight. So when he inhaled, his lungs couldn't expand as far, um, and they basically suffocated him to death because he couldn't expand his lungs because of the weight on his chest. Right. Uh,
1: this is where... The term, you know, squeezing them for information comes from. Yeah, uh, so that's, you know, oh, they're pressing me for info. They're pressing me for info. This is this is where it comes from. Hmm. Um. So I mean, the list of people that were accused is insane. I think
0: it's like it's, it's a list of like over two hundred. It's over two hundred. Two hundred over two hundred, and I think thirty of them were uh, executed. Yes, thirty-ish. So. um
1: yeah. So the number of accusations and arrests began to decline in June, but still continued. And soon the local jails held more than 200 accused witches. Uh, due to over- overcrowding, the accused were kept in multiple jails in Salem Town, Ipswich, and Boston. Uh, Salem Jail was located near the center or the corner of Federal Street and St. Peter Street. It was a small wooden structure with a dungeon underneath. Uh, since they were accused, since the accused were considered to be dangerous, they were kept in the dungeon, chained to the walls. Because jail officials believed it would prevent their spirits from fleeing the jail and tormenting their victims.
0: Because mm-hmm. that's how it works. Oh, man. Pre- the more you read into this, the oh, more you God. realize like how messed up it actually was. So, pre-child
1: examinations were held in the Salem Village Meeting House in Reverend Samuel Parris' house in Salem Village, in Ingersoll Tavern at Salem Village, and in Beatles Tavern in Salem Town. The accused were questioned by a judge in front of a jury, which decided whether or not to indict the accused on charges of witchcraft. If the accused was indicted, they were not allowed a lawyer, and they had to decide to plead guilty or not guilty with no legal counsel to guide them.
0: This was also a time where women didn't have rights in general. So that, that doesn't surprise me. So
1: Bridget Bishop was the first person to stand trial. Um, She had been accused of witchcraft years before But was cleared of the crime She was accused by five of the affected girls uh, Who stated she had physically hurt them And tried to make them sign a pact with the devil During her trial Bishop repeatedly defended herself Stating I am innocent I know nothing of it I have done no witchcraft I am as innocent as the child unborn Uh, So One of the things that if you got accused or you pled guilty, is they done killed you.
0: Yeah, that was just like a given. Like, they didn't mess around. Like, if you pled guilty today, like tomorrow afternoon, they're building the fire. <laughs>
1: so uh, Bishop was convicted at the end of her trial and sentenced to death. She was hanged at a place now called Proctor's Ledge, which is a small here, hill near Gallows Hill, making her the first official victim of the trials. Uh, five more people hanged in July. Um, many many people were unpopular social outcasts. Uh, Rachel Nurse, or sorry, Rebecca Nurse, uh, was a pious, well-respected, and well-loved member of the community, which her execution was actually a pivotal moment in the Salem witch trials. So we have a list here of prominent women or notable women who were killed after being accused or admitting to being a witch. Bridget Bishop was one of them. Uh, she was a local widow. widow. Uh, as the prosecutor assumed, her case would easily would be easy to win. Bishop had been accused of witchcraft more than a decade earlier, acquitted. Obviously, we already said that. Ten witnesses testified against Bishop, quickly found guilty and sentenced to death.
0: Yeah, she was executed eight days after she was tried, yeah. basically.
1: Uh, Sarah Good... Um, there were signs of oppositions to the Salem Witch Trials by the time Sarah Good had gotten uh, put to death. Several ministers questioned whether the court relied too much on spectral evidence or testimony about the ghostly figures, which is supposedly sent to afflict their victims. Uh, everyone assumed they were assumed they were specters who could do it, uh, says Margot Burns, New Hampshire based historian. That was not disputed, but the, what was disputed was whether the devil could send the shape of an innocent person to afflict. Uh, the Court of Oyer and Terminer reconvened on the on June twenty eighth after success in convicting Bishop Sarah Good was quick, quickly convicted. Yeah. I can't talk today. Apparently, was quickly convicted and sentenced to death. Uh, several of the girls claimed that her specter attacked them, uh, and Tituba and several others had named her as a fellow witch in their confessions.
0: Yeah, because at that point, like people were confessing trying to save their own ass right but they were like you know what fuck it if i'm going down i'm gonna bring down that bitch that i don't like
1: so uh susanna martin didn't even live in salem she lived in amesbury massachusetts she was accused of witchcraft prior but uh the charges were dropped to lack of evidence her bad rep may have spread to salem by 19- or 1692 uh with the four afflicted girls accused her by name claiming that her specter attacked them uh <clears throat> so when when the court asked them how they knew the specter was Martin's the girl said oh she said her name was Goody Martin and she was from Amesbury they didn't even they didn't even have to recognize her despite the general lack of evidence against her she was also convicted and hanged the same day as Sarah Good like all of these are there
0: was there literally no evidence other than like the word of like these children or something that you yeah. know uh you know there's a lot of theories that like maybe these girls like these girls plotted this entire thing and were just like accusing random people and it kicked off at, at, at the end, end of the day thing.
1: someone someone had to be at the at the forefront of this right like somebody right, had yeah. to be like someone pulling was the strings orchestrating
0: something um
1: uh, so Martha Carrier her family was very unpopular uh she was memorably called a rampant hag who aspired to be, quote-unquote, the Queen of Hell. Uh, She was convicted in the same session as two prominent male victims to the witch hunts, John Proctor and Reverend George Burrow, uh, people suspected of being the ringleader of the Salem Witches. On August 19th, Carrier went to Gallows Hill, along with Proctor Burrows and two other men. She was the only woman executed that day. And Martha Corey, like Rebecca Nurse, Corey was far from the usual witch suspect, uh, she was not a poor outcast. She was a covenant, covenanted member of her church, considered an upstanding member of the community. Uh, she attracted suspicion after she tried to stop her husband, Giles, from attending one of the early examinations of the witch trials, even going so far as to hide his saddle, shortly after one of the afflicted girls accused her of bewitching her and turning her blind. Uh, her defiant attitude turned court officials against her, and Giles refused to corroborate her testimony and even testified against his wife. Oof.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, that uh, dude got what was coming to him later on because they least crushed in, him to death. At
1: least until he he himself was accused less than two weeks after Martha was found guilty and he was pressed to death after refusing to enter a plea. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, so it wasn't just your random vagabond. Uh, it wasn't just people who – I mean, it sounded like people who they wanted to get out of the way.
0: Right, yeah. It sounded like they had, like, for lack of a better term, they whoever was orchestrating this had a hit list and – they were just running down it. Right. Like, how some of these other people, like that lady that lived in, like, Amesburg or whatever, how she ended up on it, because that's not I, even remotely kind of near. Well, I mean, it is nowadays, but back right. then, when it was either walking or horse and carriage or whatever, uh, you know, it was a like... And all a that, couple days ride.
1: All that takes is somebody who knows somebody being like, "Hey, man, it's going to look really suspicious if the only people are from here." And like, "Well, hey, there's this girl up, you know, two towns over that got accused a few years back." Like, right? Hey, kid, say this one's name, like, because I mean, you you know damn well you, you can convince kids to do anything, right? Like, for all you know, there was some dude who was like trying to take over the town, like giving kids stuff to give them fits, as it was called. Yeah, and just going from there. Um so the Salem witch trials started or ended up ending because the use of spectral evidence was declared inadmissible which started which marked the the beginning of the end of the witch trials. Um
0: yeah, people couldn't just say, "Oh, oh I saw their specter." Yeah. Like, yeah, cuz I could do that too.
1: Right. Um spectral evidence, evidence based on dreams and visions wasn't the only evidence used in court in in the witch trials. It was the most common and the easiest to fake. Uh, other evidence that was used included confessions of the accused, possessions of certain items such as poppets, ointments, or books of the occult, as well as the presence of an alleged witch's teat, which was a strange mole or blemish on the accused person's body. Yeah, so, they we'll, used to, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the, how, they, yeah. how they tested uh, in a minute. Um. So the last hangings of the Salem Witch Trials happened on September 22nd. There were eight people hung that day. Uh, on October 29th, Phipps dismissed the court of oyer and Terminer. The 52 remaining people in jail were tried in a new court, the Superior Court of Judicature, the following winter. The new court was presided over by William Stoughton, a bunch of other people. Um, and now that spectral evidence was not allowed, most of the remaining prisoners were not found guilty and released due to lack of real evidence. Those who were found guilty were pardoned by Governor Phipps. The governor released the last few
0: prisoners the following May. Um, so, uh, one of the biggest like misconceptions uh, is that people always assume that a lot of these people were burned at the stake during the Salem trials. It's a huge misconception. No yes. one, no one was actually um, burned at the stake there. Um, there were. Other instances in other places, mostly like in England, they were doing the burning at the stake. Yes, um, but it really wasn't. Um, it wasn't a thing here. But a lot of people always assume that they burned I think, all these witches.
1: I think the burning of the witches is commonly thought of as the way because it's more it's more dramatic. You know, uh, it's more dramatic than than stringing someone up on the gallows. Yeah. You know. Uh, like you look at like pirates they they talk about being strung from the gallows all the time. Um, there's a very dark part of American history that uh, deals with obviously stringing people up as well uh, that we won't talk about, but you know it, it it's it's definitely more i mean where do we where do we see in here of witches in 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 media in yeah. TV movies stories, stuff like that so it it's a lot more dramatic to say like, oh, we burned them and like that was at one point considered a test. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, we'll you burn you sur- if yeah. if you survive, you're a witch, and then we'll find another way to kill you, like right, if you don't, <laughs> ooh oops. shit, we fucked up, right, um, there were two dogs that were victims, uh, seriously yep two two victims include two dogs that were shot and killed after being suspected of witchcraft,
0: yeah, okay, that's just uh you know, Fido took a dump in someone else's lawn, and uh they weren't too happy about it because they probably stepped in it and right like, oh, that dog.
1: So, uh, part of the reason, and this is interesting, uh, Salem was ruled by English law at the time, which only allowed death by burning to be used against men who committed high treason and only after they had been hanged, quartered, and drawn. Really? Yes. So, there's a fun little fact for you. Hmm. Um, So, it's been noted that a lot of the accused were wealthy and held different religious beliefs than their accusers. So the people in power didn't like people around them that had different religious views. Um, so they, the accused also had their estates confiscated if they were convicted. And it's led many to believe that religious feuds and property disputes played a big part in the trials.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah. They're like, well, you know, this lady, I heard she's got like a ton of money and, uh, She's uh she's a Christian. She's not a puritan. Uh so hey little little Abigail, go go tell the uh, go tell the judge over there that she's a witch.
1: Yeah, go start snitching.
0: We're going to we're going we're going to get that lady's house. We're going to get a nice big house.
1: So the interesting side of this and so obviously we we've, we've just given you a lot of reason to believe that this was just a huge like government idea or governing power idea to like seize and/or control power based on fear and you know, essentially we'll call it what it is fear-mongering, mm-hmm. right um, Since then, as the years went by, colonists of Salem have felt ashamed or remorseful for what had happened during the trials. And since the trial trials have ended, the colony began to suffer many misfortunes, droughts, crop failures, smallpox outbreaks. And Native American attacks, and began to wonder if God was punishing them for their mistake. So, the interesting side of that is other people have speculated that you they actually there were actually some witches that yeah. were accused and, in turn, right taken out, and that other witches were then, you know, quietly but you know, conveniently condemning the colony for what they did.
0: Right. Yeah. Because like, I mean, I think I said this in one of the earlier episodes that we talked about when we brought this up about witches, but like, even if you thought someone was a witch, uh, and you thought that they could kill you from beyond the grave or like, damn you from beyond the grave. Why would you test that theory? Just leave them be.
1: You know, if somebody looked at me today and said, I am a acting, I like active practicing witch, old school Salem witch style witch, I'd be like, ha, all right, good for you, and walk away. Right. You know what I wouldn't do? Tell a goddamn soul. You know why? Because if I do, and it ends up being the reason they end up getting, I don't know, drawn and quartered or something, uh, I don't want to be the guy that was the reason for it. Right. Which means they're going to mess with me for the rest of my life.
0: I would legitimately, like, befriend them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, want to hang out? Want to come, come on a podcast?
0: Right be like, "Hey, listen. Just don't like turn me into a frog or something like that. Like,
1: we're cool." Listen, if if being a frog is good enough for Thor, being a frog is good enough for me.
0: Yeah, all right. Frore.
1: <laughs> um so on December 17th, 1967 or 1697, Governor Stoughton issued a proclamation in hopings of making amends with God. Um they held a day of prayer and fasting. And it was day day of the official humiliation. Um, they basically, they read a public apology. Um,
0: And how many years after the fact was this?
1: So this was in 1698. So five years, years after. Five, six years, yeah. Uh, in 1706, Ann Putnam Jr. also issued a public apology for her role, uh, particularly in the case against her neighbor, Rebecca Nurse. Um, and I actually have it in front of me. I'm not going to read it all because I don't I just don't care that much. Uh, and in 1711, the colony passed a bill restoring some of the names of the convicted witches, witches, and paid a total of 600 pounds in restitution to their heirs. Uh, some families of the victims did not want their family member listed. Not every victim was named. Uh, it clear it, it, the list. Clear the name of a bunch of people. Um, too little, too late. Yeah. Uh, Some of the law enforcement involved in the witch trials were being sued. So uh, there was a bill that passed that also stated no sheriff, constable, goler, or other officer shall be liable to any prosecution in the law for anything they then legally did in the execution of their respected offices. So there's a kind of a free pardon. In 1957... The state of Massachusetts officially apologized for the Salem witch trials and cleared the name of some of the remaining victims not listed on the 1711 law, uh, and said it said one Anne Pudeter P- P- and certain other persons yet not listed the other vic- yet did not list the other victims' names. Uh, in November of 91, Salem Town officially announced plans for the Salem witch trials memorial in Salem. Uh, at the announce ceremony, Arthur Miller made a speech and read from the last act of his 1953 play, The Crucible, uh, which was inspired by the trials. Um, they unveiled it at the 300th anniversary.
0: Yeah. Salem is definitely one of those places I definitely want to go. Me too. 100% I want to go and just walk, like this time of year, though.
1: Yeah. Like Halloweeny time. Yeah. <laughs> Halloweeny.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he said Weenie. So, Cat just suggested a, a common debauchery road trip.
0: I'm down. He's
1: on board.
0: You don't. You don't. You really don't. Got kind of to twist my arm that hard to sell me on that one. Yeah, no kidding.
1: So, uh, some of the interesting things here, and we'll get to how this plays into actual spooky stuff momentarily. Uh, there were seven weird ways that they tested people for being a witch. So, uh, the first one was incantations known as Charging. Uh, the test involved forcing the accused to verbally order the devil to let the possessed victim come out of their fit or trance. Other people would also other the words to act as a control, and judges would then gauge whether the statements had any effect on the victim's condition. Charges were f- uh, famously used in the 16th century witch trial of Alice Samuel and her husband and daughter, who were accused of bewitching wishing five girls from the wealthy Throckmorton family what a name. Right? Uh, during the proceedings, judge, judges forced the Samuels to demand that the devil release the girl from their spells by saying, As I am a witch, so I charge the devil to let Mistress Th- Throckmorton come out of her fit as w- at this present. When the possessed girls immediately recovered, the Samuels were found guilty and hung.
0: Yeah, because you couldn't convince your eight-year-old girl to start having a fit in the church and then tell them that, Hey, when they say this, just miraculously Stop.
1: Yeah, uh, a lot of this stinks to high holy
0: hell Right, a lot of it's such bullshit I declare shenanigans Yes Uh, Another test they used uh, was pricking and scratching tests Um, If witch hunters struggle to find obvious evidence of witch marks which um, Can you pull those up? Because I don't have anything pulled up on the witch marks that we can uh, um, explain to the The lovely listeners, what witch marks are. Uh, If they couldn't find obvious evidence of witch marks on a suspect's body, they might resort to the ghastly practice of pricking as a means of sussing it out. Witch hunting books and instructional pamphlets noted that the marks were insensitive to pain and couldn't bleed, so examiners used specifically designed needles to repeatedly stab and prick the accused person's flesh all over the place until they discovered a spot that produced the desired results. Um, Yeah, because that works Um, Along with pricking The unfortunate suspect might be also Subjected to scratching Uh, This test was based on the notion That the possessed people found relief By scratching the person Responsible with the fingernails Until they drew blood If their symptoms improved After clawing at the accused skin It was seen as partial evidence of guilt So, like This shit is wild, like They would just, like, stab you with fucking needles all over the place until they found a place that didn't make you go, ah! <laughs> You're a witch!
1: I mean, I'm pretty sure you could, like, prick me in my heel and I wouldn't feel it. Right. Oh, boy. Uh. So, Witch's Mark. Oh, yeah, Witch's Mark was right on here. Yeah. Duh. So, um... Witch Hunter's... Often used their sus- or had their suspects stripped and publicly examined for signs of unsightly blemish that witches were said to receive upon making their pact with Satan. Uh, the devil's mark w- could supposedly change shape and color and was believed to be numb and insensitive to pain, which is why they used the pricking. The pricking thing. Uh, prosecutors might also search for the witch's teat or an extra nipple allegedly used to suckle the witch witch's helper animals. In both cases, it was easy for even the most minor physical imperfection to be labeled as the work of the devil himself. Moles, scars, birthmarks, sores, uh, supernumerary nipples, and tattoos could all qualify. So examiners rarely came up empty-handed. In the midst of the witch hunts, desperate villagers would sometimes even burn or cut off any uh, offending marks on their bodies, only to have their wounds labeled as proof of a covenant with the devil.
0: Right, because nobody is born with zero fucking birthmarks or blemishes or like defects on their skin.
1: So uh, they were often described as being either flat or raised red, blue or brown lesions, sometimes like a flea bite, sometimes in the shape of an animal footprint, sometimes like a teat or sometimes found in addition to a teat. Yeah, to a teat, teat, There was a lot there was just a lot of times to say the word teat and I had to I had to get it out. So uh yeah, that was pretty much like if they basically, it sounds like if you were accused, they found a way to say you were
0: right. There, like there, there was no way to beat that test because, like, at, like I said, everyone's got some type of birthmark or right. you know, mole or something. Like I got mole, mole. I mole. got one right on the inside of my arm. There, yeah, I got a know? couple
1: on my arms. I mean, yeah. you know, you get a skin tab at the wrong time or like, right. oh, then, yeah. you, then you get rid of a skin tab
0: and they're like, Ooh, murder of the devil. Like, yeah, uh, uh, one of the most bizarre ones, and this one's yeah. just utterly disgusting. Woof, witch cakes. Uh, a bizarre form of counter magic, the witch cake, was a supernatural dessert used to identify suspected evildoers. In cases of mysterious illness or possession, witch hunters would take a sample of the victim's urine, mix it with rye meal and ashes, and bake it into a cake. Uh, yeah, because a piss cake sounds so fantastic. Gross. Uh,. Uh, this stomach-turning concoction was then fed to a dog, the, quote, familiars or animal helpers of witches, in hopes that the beast would fall under its spell and reveal the name of the guilty sorcerer. During the hysteria that preceded the Salem witch trials, the slave Tituba yep. famously helped prepare a witch cake to identify the person responsible for bewitching the young Betty Paris and others, the brew failed to work and Tituba's supposed knowledge of spells and folk remedies was later used as evidence against her when she was accused of being a witch. And Uh, that's why
1: snitching never, never ends well for anyone.
0: No, clearly snitches got stitches there or snitches just got dead there. (laughs) There there was no stitches. No, no snitches got dead.
1: Snitch is going to die. Uh, so the touch test, uh, it worked on the idea that the victims of sorcery would have a special reaction to the physical contact of their e- of the evildoer. Uh, in cases where possession, uh, the possessed person fell into spells or fits, the suspected witch would be brought into a room and asked to lay a hand on them. A non-reaction single signaled innocence, but if the victim came out of their fit, it was seen as proof that the subs- suspect had placed them under a spell. Touch test played a famous part. In the 62 trial of Rose Cullender and Amy Denny, two elderly women charged with bewitching a pair of young girls, the women or the children had been suffering from fits that left their fists clenched so tightly that even a strong man couldn't pry their fingers apart. But early tests showed that they easily opened whenever Cullender or Denny touched them. To ensure the reaction was genuine, judges had the children blindfolded and touched by other members of court. The girls unclenched their fists anyway, which suggested they were faking. But even this was not enough to prove the women's innocence. Cullender and Denny were both later hanged as witches.
0: Yeah, there was just there were so many fucking shenanigans going on with this. Like these kids were lying.
1: Oh god, yeah. Like listen, this was part of a we want to get certain people out of the way. Right. Yeah, yeah. 100%, and it just and it just 100%. got out. Of, it, it it sounds like it was something that was like we need to get certain people out of the way. It got out of hand, and then the people who like perpetuated it weren't like ever held accountable for it. No. They were just like, and got to walk away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The um, next one is the prayer test. Uh, medieval wisdom held that witches were incapable of speaking scripture aloud. So accused sorcerers were made to recite sec- selections from the Bible, usually the Lord's prayer without making mistakes or omissions. While it may have been simply a sign that the suspected witch was illiterate or nervous, any errors were viewed as proof that the speaker was in league with the devil. The twisted test of public speaking ability was commonly used as hard evidence in witch trials. In 1712, it was applied to the case of Jane Wenham, uh, an accused witch who supposedly struggled to speak the words, Forgive us our trespasses and lead us not into temptation during her interrogation. Still, even a successful prayer test didn't guarantee an acquittal during the Salem, witch trials, uh, the accused sorcerer, George Burroughs flawlessly recited the prayer from the gallows just before his execution. The performance was dismissed as a devil's trick and the hang, hanging proceeded as planned. So like this shit, like you couldn't, you couldn't beat it because either you stammered and stumbled because you were nervous or maybe you just, were really not good at speaking maybe you just had a natural stammer or something like that uh and you were screwed that way or you 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 passed the test and you recited it perfectly and they're like nope devil's trick yep work of the
1: devil you not you shouldn't have been able to do it, but you
0: did so you're guilty like
1: right what I, yeah so the last one is probably the most famous it's the swimming test uh you were basically bound uh some of the some of the stuff that I found on this is you were bound uh, your wrists together and then your ankles together, uh, your wrists behind your back and your ankles together. Uh, the one thing I read was that your right thumb and your left big toe were tied together so you couldn't swim. Yeah. Uh, and basically you were just thrown in the water. Yeah. And if, like, you, you had a rope around your waist, and if you floated, it was your body rejecting the quote-unquote holy water and not allowing yourself to be submerged, and if you sank you were innocent and they would pull you out but more often than not you actually drowned anyway right and they were like oops yeah our bad Um, yeah they
0: did weird stuff they'd like tie your left wrist to your right ankle and toss you in the water and like then be like oh shit she she sank uh right we're gonna leave her down there for a few minutes make sure she doesn't float to the top just to really be sure and then we'll pull her out but by that point it was too late like they drowned right
1: uh, and this this is a a continuation of the cooking stool or ducking stool, if you will. Um, and it, that stemmed from medieval times. In the 18th century, it was a way to establish whether a suspect was a witch. Uh, stools were first used for this purpose, but ducking was later inflicted without the chair. And this is where they tie the thumb to their the, like right thumb, left big toe. Tied it, like tied around a waist, and it was really just because building the mechanism was tough, right? Yeah, uh, and it was easier just to throw you in a pond of water as opposed right. to a, sta- a a chair on a on a, on a basically a like battering like, ram. It
0: was like a, it was a fucking chair on a teeter totter that yes. they would
1: dunk you in the water, and so uh, we we've come a long way. And this is the entire history and tale of the Salem Witch Trials, which I know a lot of people know about, but I don't think they know about.
0: Right. Like, there yeah. was a lot
1: of things in here I didn't know about. I, I've, I've always heard of them. I was new. Uh, so where does the spooky stuff come in? So uh, I have a list here of the 10 weirdest Salem myths and legends.
0: Ooh. Uh,
1: number 10 is The Curse of Melas. Uh, The myth, did you know that the town of Salem got its name from an evil warlock named Melas? It's true. No, it isn't. Not in the slightest. Uh, The story goes that the person tried to curse the new settlement of Naumkeg, and by naming the city his name in reverse, uh, he would never be able to set foot inside the walls, thus making it safe forever. The reality of that is generally accepted history of the naming of Salem comes from the Hebrew word of Shalom, uh, making the Salem the city of peace.
0: Yeah, because it was a real peaceful in 1692.
1: Yeah, uh, and there was uh, basically saying that the the term warlock had fallen out of regular use by that time. So um, then there's the Seven Gables Secret Stairs uh, for as long as pe- – you know what? I'm not going to do the reality of it. We're just going to read the myths. Yeah. It's more fun that way. Uh, so the myth is, for as long as people have been giving and taking tours of the House of Seven Gables, which is one of the haunted sites you can visit when you go to Salem, the story has gone that the secret staircase was used for just about everything from smuggling freed slaves through the Underground Railroad to hiding secret Native lovers for midnight trysts. We get it. It's it's a cool, spooky staircase that is beautifully hidden, and so of course it must have had some sort of exciting story behind it. Mm-hmm. Um. The black houses, the myth, the creepy, dank paint job of the older houses in Salem is always commented upon upon the tourists and locals alike. There's admittedly a lot of stories of why this is such a common color, but one that takes the cake is that they were stained a, they stained dark with the blood of the natives in order to scare them away and prevent raids. (laughs) This is one of the oddest things that we've personally ever heard in Salem and most commonly traced back to the people talking about the Gables for some reason. Um... Again, we're not reading the reality. If you want to look it up, look it up yourself. But I mean, you want to talk about like weird, creepy stuff, like painted, like painting a house in the blood of the people you've killed to scare other people. That is some Vlad the Impaler type shit.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of goes along with the the like making a a, a drinking goblet out of the skull of like an enemy you killed on the battlefield.
1: I vote that if that still happened, to more or less people would be assholes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. If, get, if you got to drink out of the skull of your fallen foe, people would be less likely to become your foe. Right. Uh, the Graveyard Tunnels. Beneath the old Burying Point Cemetery are a series of tunnels that used to be connected with the Salem Harbor. Used for smuggling or simply unloading ships, these tunnels would flood with high tide. When digging graves, they would simply open up shafts to these tunnels. And as the priests would ask the mourners to look up to the heavens, they would unceremoniously dump the bodies down the shafts to be washed out to sea. Whoa. (laughs) Hey, what's that over there? (laughs) Look up. Look up to the heavens. Do it now. (laughs) That's brutal. What the shit? Oh, no women in heaven. The myth. Apparently, at some point, it made sense for the Puritans to even mess around with trying to save the female of the species from their original sin, and as such, it was taught that no women were allowed in heaven. In fact, if you look at the gravestones in Salem, you can see, clearly see skulls on many of them, which was a sign of a heretic or a woman, and meant that whoever wh- whoever was interred there had a one-way ticket to hell. Let's
0: be honest, like, the Puritans were, like, the nuttiest whack jobs of yeah. any type of, like, Christianic faith, uh, and there's probably, like, that. It, it's good reason that they're like no longer around because they were fucking nuts.
1: Yeah, they were loony. Uh, the torture dungeon of George Corwin, the George Corwin, the nephew of witchcraft trial judge and witch house owner Jonathan Corwin, became infamous for torturing the imprisoned accused. Most famously in the case of Giles Corey, he who endured uh, penin forte et dure, a pressing of stones upon his chest for three days, while Sheriff Corwin were. Repeatedly asked him to enter an official plea before his God and his country, which Corey had refused to do in a court. Uh, George Corwin was so sadistic and enjoyed torture so much that he had a secret dungeon below his home, where he could carry out his fiendish desires whenever he wished. Uh, there's basically the reality says there's no actual proof, but they can't. Bas- they can't. Un- it's plausible. Yeah.
0: I mean, let's be honest. Like back then, like people that were in power usually were like.
1: D- 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 you know they, they, were, they,
0: they pushed the envelope a little bit They were really messed up Like They'd accuse people of all this stuff But they're doing worse shit in their basement
1: Yeah, it's called A uh, Little Sleight of Hand Don't yeah. look at what I'm doing, look over there it, uh, yeah. We actually use it in modern politics quite a bit
0: yeah.
1: uh, The fake cemetery The cemetery on Charter Street Known as the Old Burying Point Is not a real cemetery at all It was built for scenes From the Disney holiday favorite Hocus Pocus And is set up every October as a set for tourists to enjoy No one is actually buried there so, I okay, the reality, this one is as pervasive as it is frustrating. Black Cat Tours is part of the founding of the Friends of the Downtown Historic Cemeteries group, cemetery, SalemCemeteries.org. And as such, we have worked on getting grants and promoting advocacy for the historic cemeteries here in Salem. The Charter Street Cemetery dates back to the 1630s, is likely the third oldest cemetery in the country. Final resting place of two witchcraft child judges, members of the... Mather family, revolutionary war heroes, and even a Mayflower pilgrim, all of whom have fantastic stories. We assure you the old burying point is very much a real cemetery, and we hope that you will treat it with the respect it deserves and a true historic landmark and a place of reflection. So that's not to, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure that was act, like that was used for that movie, mm-hmm. um, but it's not the sole purpose of it. So like that one's more, it does exist and people are buried there.
0: Right speaking of you know they're making hocus pocus too right yeah i don't know man sometimes it's i feel it's, like it's been too long
1: it's okay to let things go like what do you, like, there's what's, nothing wrong with the original why do we need to make a sequel and what's the premise like the three witches died yeah what's like what's the absolute like what, what are you going with here like did they turn to the dust but not really die like come on
0: well i mean let's be honest like how many times did they kill Jason Voorhees and, like, every, like, new movie they find a new way to bring him back from the dead? Yeah, but the difference is, like, one,
1: I mean, they killed Jason Voorhees. Like, it was never known whether he was actually dead. It was just assumed. Like, you right. literally watched these three witches vaporize. The one turned to stone and then vaporized. Yeah. Like, come on. Uh, Tituba, the secret voodoo queen. Tituba was one of the first people to be accused of witchcraft during the trials, was secretly teaching the girls black magic and voodoo. In fact, she was famous in her home country of Haiti as a voodoo queen, and the whole purpose of her coming to the Massachusetts colony was to subvert the children to be voodoo practitioners. Um so this one apparently has some some like some little bit of truth to it. However, she was she didn't come here, she was a slave. Right. Uh
0: they didn't send her here to corrupt the children. Like she was dragged here.
1: She was accused of all of those things. Obviously, uh, this is what caused the hysteria. We've already touched on her, so that one's got a little bit of truth to it, at least something. Um, number th- the second one or the la- second last one. The bodies under the witch house when the Corwin house of Jonathan Corwin was moved back to the nineteen 1940- forty in the nineteen forties to accommodate the widening of the street underneath the original hearth were several bones. These were thought to be hidden bodies, and the town was in an uproar over the hidden corpses in the basement of the witch house. Uh, This one has the most historical fact behind it. That's all I'm going to leave it with. Yeah. And uh, ergo uh, ergo poisoning, or the case of the drugged bread. Uh, Mm. The myth is this is without a doubt the most common bizarre myth in Salem. Once again, could have had its own blog post, from what I'm reading off of, obviously, uh, but would We would be digress in not including it on the list. The theory of ergo poisoning is that there was a type of mold that grew on the rye in the colonies uh, that the colonists of Salem used to make their bread. Uh, It had an LSD-like effect that caused the uh, inhibition, inhabitants, sorry, inhabitants, to see and hear things that weren't there, causing the bizarre hallucinations, which caused over 250 people to be accused
0: of witchcraft. So you're basically saying that the entire Salem witch trials is one bad LSD trip,
1: pretty much.
0: Um, Shit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I'd like
1: imagine that. Right. Like imagine sitting there and being like, hey, all these people died because of uh, some some rough bread that we had for a while. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe it's a good thing that you had a crop shortage after the trials. Right. Like yeah. may, Maybe you like the crop shortage started early and maybe that's why the witch trials stopped. Yeah. Like what
0: the hell. That's insane. Can you imagine, like, the entire town just tripping balls on LSD for what, like, two years? The Salem witch trials went on almost two years. Yeah, like, holy I,
1: shit. I know, uh, like this, like Salem, the Salem witch trials, and like the town of Salem itself have been in pop culture all over the place. There are any movie that involves witches and in, that's based in the U.S. has some connection to Salem. Absolutely. Um, they've done, I believe, two different. Uh, what are uh, Seasons of American Horror Story, that tied a witchcraft and in turn to Salem, uh, between Covenant and the one was called Salem, wasn't it? No, or was it in Salem?
0: I don't know, man. No, there's never been one set in Salem. One was Covenant. What was the other one about witches? That was Apocalypse, but they were. um, It was basically just like a continuation of the same witches from Gotcha uh, Covenant. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
1: Yeah, so Coven, yep, and the yeah, Coven. Uh, Roanoke had some some tie to witchcraft, but only kind of, right?
0: Uh, yes and no, but it was that was all that had nothing to do with like any kind of relation to Salem because that was all about the just the colony or the, Roanoke. The, the Roanoke. Colonies. What about cult? Did that have anything to do with anything? No, cult was um just all about uh this sadistic. Gotcha. cult basically had a lot of ties to uh like flashback scenes of like jim jones and uh jonestown drinking the kool-aid and gotcha uh which we're gonna do a whole episode on cults here uh, so we'll talk about that stuff there's some really interesting stuff there sure is uh a lot a lot a lot of stuff i'm I'm a habitual wikipedia -er and i will just start diving down the rabbit hole and finding these things and uh there's a lot more to a lot of these uh cults than people know about like when you think of jonestown like all people think about is oh they drank the kool-aid that's where the 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 euphemism don't drink the kool-aid comes from right um that's what people know about that they don't really know why they were there, how yeah. they got there, all the other shit. They, like, killed federal agents that came to inspect the colony. Right. Uh. It, it's weird. There's a lot of weird shit.
1: Right. So, and that, that'll that be one for another time. Uh, I believe next episode we are doing uh, mythical beasts yeah, and like creatures. Yeah, like
0: mythical beasts, Christ- uh, creatures, uh, legendary creatures, stuff like that. Yeah, creepy, like, things that
1: have creeped into creepy stories, it'll be... Hopefully as informative but not as formal as this one felt. No. Uh I, I really I really thought there was more like modern creepiness to Salem. I know a lot of people go there and like they there's like a weird air about the town and yeah. you know, there's some really creepy sights you can see and like again, anywhere that you have the mass death that uh the Salem witch trials ended up having about them yeah it's 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 always a question like
0: the entire the entire like new england area especially in like the fall time like around halloween like the entire new england area just has that creepy like well most people call it creepy i think it's amazing Uh, right just that like that vibe going on with like all the leaves are falling the leaves are all orange like just like the fog rolling in on the streets like that's just the way it is there in the fall right and I'm here for it.
1: Yeah, for sure. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Common Debauchery. Um, Anything more for the good of the order there, Gene?
0: No, nothing for tonight. No.
1: So, uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Common debauchery is part of the BICBP Radio Network. www.bicbp-radio.com. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, and anywhere else you get your awesome and spooky podcast stuff from. Uh, you can find us on find us on social media. Common debauchery on Facebook. You can find us both on our personal social media pages. If you check down in the summary below, our both of our uh stuff is li- listed down yonder uh, like follow share subscribe reach out talk to us you know shoot us a message see what's up comment on some of the things we post uh which again we keep saying we're going to be better about posting stuff but we have yet to do so uh but we're trying you know we're, we're getting there so uh thanks for tuning in we'll be back next week with more cool creepy things as we lead up to our super awesome halloween episode and uh, uh i guess with that i'm the nightmare and i'm ron jack and this has been common, common debauchery. debauchery
0: yes i got it right this time
1: In a post-apocalyptic world, decimated by a global pandemic, two men will arise to talk about movies featuring the quote king, Austin Kelm, the wizard of Jaws, Derek Jaws. They are the Podducers.